Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy Joy.org.au you are on Saturday Magazine with Nevena and Macca. We're very happy to be back on the studio. We have our first guest on the line, Macca. Take it away. Thanks, Nevena. Our first guest is Associate Professor Ben Phillips from ANU. And in the studio, Ben, we refer to Associate Professors as ASPROs. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> And not meant not meant as uh, any derogatory. It's uh, it's, it's, it's oh, we've got another aspro. Fantastic. No offence taken. Um, the stage three tax cuts, Ben. Um, I find this really interesting um, that the government has finally decided uh, to amend the tax cuts. They went to the election saying, "Oh no, it's legislated. We're not going to change it." They would argue that there's now an economic imperative uh, around cost of living. Can I ask? We'll get we'll get to that and how these tax how the tax scales have changed. But do you think it is cost of living, or is it perhaps the government seeing some bad polling and they think this this will help them? Uh, look, probably it's multiple things. I think it's it partly might be bad polling, perhaps um, it might be cost of living. That's a genuine concern for me, particularly given that I think a lot of middle income families are. Uh, I wouldn't say they're doing it that badly, but at times they've been a bit tough, particularly those with with mortgages. But um, I mean, perhaps it was it was just a good excuse to do something they wanted to do anyway, and that was the stage three tax cuts as they were initially designed were were uh, not really equitable. So what we've seen is we've seen a change uh, in the scales in the thre- in the uh, in the in the in the amount of taxes to be paid. And some slight changes to the thresholds. Can you run us through, Ben, what those changes are? Sure. So the previous or well, the current design of the tax system under the Scott Morrison um, stage three tax cuts was that from previously from one hundred twenty thousand to one hundred eighty thousand, you'd pay thirty seven cents in the dollar, and now from forty five thousand up to all the way up to two hundred thousand, you'll pay thirty cents in the dollar. So there's no longer this 37 rate that was 37% rate that was coming in at 120. That it, it was, it's gone. Now Labor's reinstated that at 135,000. So it's 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 returned some of the progressivity of the of the tax system. Um, and the other thing it's done is it's also lowered the first tax rate from 19 cents in the dollar to 16 cents. So I don't think it's an enormous change. It's not going to make a huge difference to to everybody's lives. Uh, but it does provide some some cost of living relief, maybe sharpens the incentives to work for for some people. Um, but it does mean that very high income earners they don't get a nine thousand dollar tax cut; they only get a four thousand four and a half thousand dollar tax cut. So they're still getting a nice little tax cut, but it's not as substantial as as it was. You would expect high income earners when there's when there's adjustment to bracket creep, as they call it, to get um, bigger tax cuts than lower income people because they pay more tax. But it's probably in a more a more fair manner that it's been that it's being proposed. So, has the <clears throat> excuse me the government has 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 proposed this? It has to get through. It'll get through the lower house. Um, it then has to get through the Senate. Is it to use that wonderful term? Is it revenue neutral? So the amount of tax 
the reduction in the in the benefit at the top end of the scale, does that compensate for the extra tax uh, that sorry the less tax people are paying lower down the scale, or is there a, a cost? What's the modelling say? Yeah, so roughly it depends who you speak to. Yes. Um, the, the treasury the treasury modelling, which probably should be viewed as the as the gold standard. Uh, it does suggest that it's that it's largely revenue neutral. So there is a tax cut that we're that we were getting anyway um, on July one this year, twenty billion dollars. Labor has is proposing to rejig that. It's still twenty billion dollars. It just means that those that the the highest income people get a less less of a tax cut, and those down the bottom and the middle get more of a tax cut. So it's just a bit of a a rejig, a bit of a Robin Hood approach, I suppose, taking for the rich and giving to the poor, you might say. Um, but it's basically the same amount of money. Um, my modelling is slightly different. I say it actually costs a little tiny bit more, about, well, not tiny, but about $3 billion a year, but that's that's up against the whole tax system, personal income tax being about $300 billion a year. So, right. so one, roughly speaking, yeah. it's kind of imbalanced. There's, there's probably people generally think it's probably roughly imbalanced, I guess. Now, the Greens have said that one of the things that they, uh, for them to support the legislation, obviously there'll be a long list, but one of the things they've talked about the most is a change in the tax-free threshold, which currently is about $18,500, is that correct? Yeah, $18,200, yeah. But you, then there's a low-income tax offset, so people don't really start paying tax till about $22,000 because any tax you pay above 18200 between that and 21000 you get it back at the end of the year. So Okay. But yeah, roughly speaking, yeah, that's the story. So if the tax-free threshold is, is increased, putting aside that low-income offset... That actually flows through to everyone, doesn't it? Because it, you know you pay taxes you in each band as you progress up the scale. So, do you think it, the government's got much correct. appetite for that? Look, I think their concern would be. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I guess there's also a lot of concern, um, whether it's real or imagined, that there's impacts for inflation. So, if you at the moment it's budget neutral, what we're doing compared to the previous ScoMo's version of Stage Three. If you were to increase the tax-free threshold, that's quite expensive. Um, so it can cost many, many, many billions of dollars. Like if you increase it from eighteen two to say twenty-five thousand, I don't have the exact mm. figures, but it's probably roughly in the order of seven or eight billion dollars to do that. So that's how much extra it would it would cost the government. So there would be claims that that would be inflationary. So I think they'd probably get slammed for that, for right or for wrong. Um, but yeah, look, it would benefit low-income people, but it would also benefit middle and high-income people as well because everybody. Everyone's impacted by that who pays tax. Ben, we've seen that nearly 90% of areas in Australia will be better off under the new plan. And, of course, these fall into some of the areas that are currently coalition-held seats. Do you think that's going to affect the politics of how this is discussed, both in the media and in Parliament? Oh, look, I'm not particularly strong on, on the political side of it. I'm more of a, a number-crunching um, kind of... Us pro, as pro, whatever it's called. Sorry. Um, look, I think it's. I mean, politically, it's it's interesting. I, I, obviously, there's the there's the one side of the debate that says look at the broken promise. The other side of the debate debate says look, ninety percent of people are better off. Um, for mine, that seems pretty strong. Look, I get a sense that probably that's going to play out quite well, and people generally don't trust politicians, regardless of whether they're Labor or Liberal or Greens or whoever they are. Mm. So if you're going to offer them 90%, people will be better off. They'd probably take that. But look, 
I wouldn't take my word on the politics. Um, hopefully the numbers are right, but not the, the politics. Uh, we'll, we'll guess we'll wait and see. Um, I think my university, ANU, has put a... We do our own surveys and polling, and I think one's out in the field at the moment looking into this, this, this very issue. So hopefully we'll find out pretty soon whether people think it's a good thing or, or not. Mm. Of course, there's one, one thing for people to say that it's a, it's a good thing or a bad thing, but then, of course, you've got the, the campaign by yeah. you know, by, the, by the opposition or Greens that might, might change that down the track with whatever they come up with. I think one of the challenges, <clears throat> excuse me, Ben, all governments face is uh, spending more than they collect. And, you know, so you end up with a deficit and ultimately, you know, until you pay that deficit back, you're paying interest on it. If you look at the tax system and some of the uh, Teal independents, particularly uh, Zoe Daniel and Allegra Spender, are advocating very strongly for a complete overhaul and change to the tax system. Now, both those independents are coming from a different different positions in a lot of ways, but from your perspective, you know, does the tax system need an overhaul? Is it too reliant on income tax? Is it too complex? You know, would you would you support an overhaul? Uh, look, it's pretty complicated, actually. Like, yes, yeah. uh, it really depends what that overhaul is. So people can say, look, we need to have a, a bigger, broader GST and less personal income tax, and that might be a good thing. Um, I'm not that convinced it's going to change the world that dramatically. Um, I think probably whatever system we go with, we probably are going to need higher rates of tax, whether that's personal income tax or it's a GST or some other form of tax, because I think costs are increasing down the track with an ageing society and things like NDIS and uh, and, and aged care. Um, so I'm not convinced that an overall overhaul is that necessary, but I do think we're going to need more tax whichever way we, we go. Um the GST, if you have a, a bigger a bigger GST, which is, I think is what many of many of these people are kind of suggesting, um, problem with that is that it's not as equitable as as a as a progressive income tax system. So progressive income tax very much is paid by the higher income earners, mm. whereas GST is all mm. proportional to basically how much you spend. Um, obviously, higher income people spend more money, but they also save more money. So it can be it can be a little bit regressive in terms of how much you spend. Lower income will end up spending a lot more and spend more. So we'll spend we'll have a higher rate of GST effectively than, than a higher income person. So it really depends how you do it. You can compensate lower income people for introducing a GST, which is what they did when John Howard introduced yeah. it in two thousand, I think it was. And similarly with the carbon price, which also works a little like a carbon like a GST. Um, but it really depends how it's done. So th- it does involve a lot of compensation, I think, to politically make it happen. And um, I'm not quite sure that it really ends up producing a stronger economy as a result. But, uh, look, I'm open to these ideas. Um, whether they really do that much in terms of a stronger economy, I'm not sure. We've talked a lot about Australia spending too much, having too much personal income tax and too much bracket creep in the last decade or so. But you can also look at labour force numbers at the moment and go, geez, we're not doing too badly. Employment's been growing very strongly and unemployment's 3.8 or 3.9%. So we're going pretty well. We're a pretty strong economy and have been for a long time. Um, So I'm I'm not convinced it's quite as important as some people think. Um, Personal income tax, when it's progressive, is is a pretty good tax and it's been the backbone of Australian Tax, um, tax for a long time. I would think um, one of the areas, and again, this is political poison, uh, is negative gearing and capital gains tax. And, you know, when people think negative gearing, they're always thinking about, <clears throat> excuse me, 
in, in most cases, uh, real estate. Negative gearing, you know, applies in a lot of areas, you know, in, in, in investment, in other investments, as well as the superannuation concessions. <clears throat> so you're talking tens of billions of dollars a year. Uh, you're not talking, you know, you're not talking small amounts in terms of the budget. Yet politically, this is a, a really, well, it's a toxic area. Um, yet it seems to me that there needs to be the sort of change that's been made uh, in in these in the in the income tax, perhaps there needs to be some changes made in capital gains and negative gearing, because effectively negative gearing is completely and totally open ended. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, on that, Ben? Yeah, look, cap- negative gearing. It's I mean, it's just a it's a deduction. I think we're mm. probably our con- the big problem in Australia is we're obsessed with property. Is probably yep. more is the more is the problem. Negative gearing. Look, it's probably at the moment it's probably around about four billion dollars a year. So it's actually relatively small concession, if you want to call it a tax concession. Superannuation is much around bigger. Sixty yep. billion a year. Yeah, it's much much bigger. Um, my mind goes to tax concessions for superannuation well before it does negative gearing. Uh, I think negative gearing is a genuine tax tax deduction, um, but I think probably there's a sort of a psychology that you know that you get more out of it than you really do. Um, capital gains tax, yeah, you probably could do something around that. I, I don't. I think the concession at the moment, fifty percent, might be a bit on the high side, but there is some common sense in having a, some sort of some sort of discount. We used to discount it by inflation. Um, so I think superannuation concessions is an obvious place to go. Yeah. Um, some people talk about land tax um, or death, you know, death and taxes. It's an inheritance duty. Controversial, but um, look, it's good incentive not not to die, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> A bit hard to avoid ultimately, though. <laughs> it is very hard to avoid ultimately, but look, I think it's actually it makes quite a bit of economic sense. But unfortunately, of course, the politics of it is as soon as you mention anything to do with, you know, taxing the family home or uh, inheritance, people start calling it a death tax or even talking about franking credits. We've got, yeah. uh, look, I'm not sure how much the amount is now, but it's between five and 10 billion a year of, mm. of what, what are called excess franking credits that go to very high wealth retirees. Mm. The taxable income is low because it's not taxable, but um, their wealth is very, very high and they get a lot of benefit from it. So yeah, there's lots of areas um, that I'd probably go to before the GST, but or, or welcome the welcome all of the debate, I suppose. Yeah, look, it's a it, it's a very interesting subject, and and uh, perhaps when uh, the universities, when your survey result comes mm. back, we'd love to uh, have a chat to you about that. I think you know tax is a very dry subject, but it's also a subject that gets people really fired up. And um, as Kerry Packer has said, our um, 569 has reminded us that there's two things that can't be avoided, death and taxes. Yes, and and Kerry Packer famously said, government, you know, you get all this tax and you don't spend it that wisely. Um, look, thanks so much, Ben. I uh, really appreciate it and we look forward to speaking to you again when those survey results come back. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank Have you. A good day. Thank you. We're speaking with Associate Professor Ben Phillips from ANU on the Stage 3, probably now call them Stage 2.7. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.